and we're live back in the RCL studio just over two weeks away before the eighth annual Ruder Cup. Joined by my co-hosts, Mitch, who will not be playing in this year's Ruder Cup, allegedly. Mitch, how's it going? It's going well, Mike. Yeah, it's not alleged. It's confirmed. I will not be there. John Ryan is taking my spot. Allegedly. And, and if the bride or groom calls it off. That could happen, honestly. Um, actually, they already had like a, a, a wedding ceremony like last weekend. So it's kind of fake news, second wedding. Like, why the fuck do I have to be there kind of thing. You didn't have to be at the fake ceremony, did you? No, God, no. Okay. No, 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 no. Well, then. Some Serbian church. I don't need to. I don't need to be there. Fair. So I'm putting, still putting a chance that Mitch shows up, but Mitch. Look, I'm never going to miss another Ruder Cup. I'll throw that out there. There was a long discussion about this, so. Well, that's, uh, that's, what, that's a commitment we like to hear. Wish all of our players had it. Um, you know, it's the second Saturday of August. We're sticking with it. And if your significant other says you've got plans, tell them that your significant other has plans. Yeah. And you already have plans. Or break out with them or divorce them. Also on the table. Yeah. Also on the table. Um, I know some good family law uh, attorneys. Anyone needs one? True. Also, if you guys are thinking about having kids, time that out so like your kid's birthday is not going to be the second Saturday of August. Yes. Because I don't want to deal with that. So, you know... Little BC action in December. Right. There we go. Just, yeah. Just wrap it's it up. 10 months. Right? I don't know. I thought 10, it was nine months. 40 weeks. That's so 10 months. Well, either way, it's. We'll, we'll send over a calendar invite to just make sure you guys are reminded yeah. to, to, you know, be safe. Pull out. And that's from your OBGYN, Dr. Grant. That was, yeah, that was talking babies. Talking babies with Dr. Grant. All right. Honestly, so. if you gave me a picture of a vagina, I could not label it right now. Labeling it would be tough. Tough. Like, hold on. Look at look at this. Hold on. Picture of women's anatomy. Reproductive system. There we go. Like I can name three of these things. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a doctor. I have a Juris Doctor and that's it, so. The fuck's the endometrium? Uh, Livia culpa, endometriosis. Oh, true. So, there you go. And then, there, can you tear your uh, ovarian ligament? Like, is that like an ACL? And that will definitely put you on the DL. Yeah. I mean, there's just a lot going on here. Uh, it's a pretty good graphic, though. That's a great graphic. You can order this thing. This is a picture for 56 bucks. And frame it. Yeah. Put it in Team Europe. Yeah. Okay. Anyways. Speaking of Team Europe... The uh, biggest news story out of Ruder Cup this week is Camp Kretzi is apparently closed. Camp Kretzi is closed. That's heartbreaking. But uh, uh, the Mulecock Mulek, he got a uh, he jumped on it, and I think Ben Kelsey was a part of it too. So they're all staying at the Grand Geneva. They're going to be staying at the course. Some advantage in that. There is some advantage. They're going to. I think they're going to. They're planning to walk the course the night before. I mean, Friday night, you can go to the range, you can hit balls, you can roll some putts for 20 minutes, always helps. You can wake up later. You can wake up later. I personally can never sleep uh, the night of Ruder. No. I'm, I'm awake at 5 a.m. Yeah. Um, it's always me in the bottom room of Berg's because I always get the top bunk, and I know Kovacs and Pease and a couple others always question it, but I do. I always get the top bunk, so I'll be back there again this year. Sorry, 
for those who think that they have a spot in that room, I do. You do not. Yep. Um, and yeah, I think there's an advantage to be had staying on the course. Yeah, I think that uh, you know it's it was last minute, but totally understandable. Uh, so we just had to make some changes. I think that it's Grand Geneva. I think uh, the Polish Consulate by Chucks is getting some wear and tear this weekend. It's not really, but because it's not, it's the Colettis, so it's like the the Italian uh, it's a good Polish Consulate. Punch. Yeah, uh, and then. Camp Kretzi is housing, I think, Kretzi and maybe a couple others. Um, but Mulecock and and, uh, and BK found other lodging. So we're good to go. That's a non-issue at this point. Well, you know, the nice thing is Grand Geneva, especially if you're staying there, is only about a seven-minute drive to Chuck's. So yeah. That's... Wait, what? Yeah. It's only from Grand Geneva to Chuck. I'm sorry, Champs. 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 Yeah, I was going to say it's like a 20-something minute drive yeah. to Chuck's. But to Champs, it's a quick, like, seven-minute drive. I think and we're going to dive into this because uh, one of the viewer questions about post-celebration, I think it's basically solidified at this point that it's going to be champs. Yeah, I think it's closest to everyone and makes the most sense. And frankly, I think it's the most fun. They got a great outdoor area that's a lot larger than Chuck's. Outdoor area, indoor area, you know, life-size poppy shots. It seems like there's an event going on in town too because uh, all the hotel rooms were booked and all the Airbnbs were booked. It's the Rubicon. So, well, we have fans this year. We have fans this year. Yeah, um, but should be a lively scene downtown like Geneva. There's a couple other good bars right there as well. I know there's that late night diner where a couple guys in Team USA usually debate height. Yeah. Um, that's always a good one. So maybe Chaps and Kalis can remeasure and see who's taller this year. Yeah. You know what? Anything can happen, right? I, do we know if confirmed if their growth plates are closed? I don't think so. LeBron yeah. is only like 38 years old. He's still growing. Yeah. Is that, yeah, is that true? I, I feel like... That's what he tells the media. That's pretty sick. That's what he tells the media. God, I wish I had that. So, all right. Now it's time to play our first Ruder Cup call-in of the year. This is from uh, none other than Kyle Googlet from Minneapolis. And uh, Kyle, let's, let's hear what you have to say. Hey, Mitch and Mike, uh, Gorg here from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Love what you guys do. I uh, would just like some more discussion on the post-Rudder um, festivities and making sure that we hold all accountable that do not come out and celebrate a great weekend with friends. Thanks. Thanks, Gorg. That's a uh, fantastic question. One that we always talk about post-Rudder because usually the attendance uh, is pretty weak, I feel like. Just key players, right? And if, if we're giving you shit, for not showing up to the post game, that means we wanted you there. You know, we wanted you to be there. We wanted you to celebrate. Um, I, I don't know what kind of what kind of uh, penalties we can put in place, but I think the captains should definitely discuss some sort of penalty in place. I think if you get too fucked up and you can't make it, totally different than if you just, you know, decided to go to a like uh, Dead Mouse concert or whatever, uh, Swedish House Mafia, Swedish House Mafia concert or something like that. Um, I also would love to entertain the idea of like a Friday night kind of get together, like a fish fry of all the, t I know you guys do a fish fry. We do our pizza, but if we did something together at a, at a restaurant or at, at, at a place, bringing everybody together. Cause for me, I don't see a lot of the guys, you know, if you're coming in, in the last couple groups or you're one of the first groups off, you don't really get that time to, uh, sit and actually like talk with guys. You 
see like 40% of the people that are out there. So in the spirit of the weekend, I think we should put more of a focus on extracurricular activities, extracurricular New word alert. New word alert. Uh, activities because it's the whole point of the fucking weekend. I couldn't agree more. I think there is a lot of potential for a Friday night dinner. Um, for instance, on that side of the lake, there's this restaurant, uh, Oak Fire Pizza. Oak Fire's good. And they don't take reservations. so There's also a Pizza Hut with a salad bar on that side of the lake. Which you could hit up. Which you Anna Culver's, which you could also hit up, yeah. but definitely, uh, you know, it seems like everyone seems to have a little bit of an indulgence Friday night, whether it's you know some drinks, some Mary Jane, whatever it may be. Yeah. So, you know, maybe this is the first year that there is a uh, a group effort to meet downtown for a dinner, TBD, unlikely. Uh, for those at Grand Geneva. Do they have a, like a sit-down restaurant? Yeah, they you do. You have for dinner? They have a couple. And you could even, like, if people are staying over there, if people are staying at Geneva National, like you guys are, you could rotate every year. We meet you at one place, you guys meet us at the other place, right? And I think everybody plays some sort of practice round or they drive up late, but... You know, I don't know if it was last year or the year before, but we did our team dinner actually at the newly renovated uh, clubhouse restaurants at Geneva National. I think if you did a Friday night dinner... You could even do like a the presentation of the trophy from last year, give it to the team again, give it to you know whoever wins. Um, if we get, I mean, we got to get a real legitimate trophy. I think we have the we have like the the piece of shit ones, and it's kind of funny. But if we got like a real trophy, and we were like etching etching the final score and shit on there, um, will you be providing a cup even though you'll be absent this year? Yes, there will be a cup this year. Who will be? Who's the cup bearer? The cup bearer will be known to Team Europe. Uh, because Team Europe is holding the cup, so well, there's going to need to be some accountability. Where it'll if, be a very if it, responsible. If it disappears person. on Saturday when it needs to be turned over, we need to know who's to blame. It'll be an extremely responsible person. Um, I, I, it's going to go to one of the Daves, so I, I trust them with my life. The thinner or the thicker Dave? They're thinner now. They're thinner now. Yeah, it's doesn't been that hurt two them weeks. off the tee? Uh, I don't think so. You know, I, Will Zalatoris pretty long off tee. He's pretty long off the tee. So um, I'm going to give it to one of the Daves, just whoever I meet up with first. Um, I'll drop it off, and they will be able to present the cup. Okay. But that'd be fun. Like, have, like, a nice Friday night. Everyone get fucked up. Present the cup. Talk to everybody. A little camaraderie beforehand. More shit talking. Maybe play some side bets on the way, which we'll get into talking betting later in the show. But place your side bets before. We can kind of keep a running tab of, uh, of where the bets are live throughout the day. Miller and I usually have a, a pretty good side bet going, but it's just Team USA versus Team Europe. So we're due to make some money back this year because overall we're not, uh, we're not in the black, as they say. So we'll see. I think another penalty, because I know this is going back to Gork's question, I think if you are absent from the party – even if you're too drunk, for whatever the reason, if you miss the post-match party, you need to chug a no, you need to shotgun a tall boy on the first tee of Reuter next year, because no one's going to want to shotgun a tall boy that early in the day and keep their name together. So yeah. it's a big deterrence. You should actually be. We can get make it worse than shotgunning a tall boy, but I agree, something like that, with the exception for a couple, you know, 
outcomes and why they missed it. Duh, well, you would, you would still be penalized because you'd miss this year. Yeah. Well, this is, we're obviously going to implement this following this season, this season. Okay. Yeah. I don't think the board's going to approve this by that. I don't know. They... No, there's a lot of uh, holidays in between here and Reuter. Lollapalooza uh, weekend. It's, it's just not, look, I'll talk to him. I'll see what I can do. See if I can push the paperwork through. But it's definitely going to be probably like an August 14th decision. So. Um, I know that there's uh, already a Cortino reservation made by someone on Team Europe for Sunday night. It's probably the Goose, I'm going to guess. I would guess it's almost certainly the Goose. And I love the Cortino play. I think, you know, if you can kind of line up no calls or no meetings. On Monday. In the 9 to 10 o'clock hour or 8 o'clock hour, uh, you should. And then, you know, have a bit of a Sunday ride when you get home. You don't have to go out till, you know, midnight. Yeah. But have a little bit of a Sunday ride when you get home. You got to drink a lot of red wine after it. That Sunday is one of the better Sundays. You get nice weather here. One of the last nice weather Sundays in the upper Midwest here. Last year we went to uh, Gibson's, Mercer, Clark, and uh, McParland. Wow, to celebrate a loss or what were you guys? Uh, we actually, in order to make up for our loss on the drive home from Lake Geneva, we started hammering Colin Morikawa at the Open. Oh, nice. Yes. Mm-hmm. Nice. So we went to Gibson's, went to Lulu, we all bought matching hoodies, uh, and then a couple of us... PTFO'd in a hot tub at Clark's apartments. And yeah, it was a good day. It's a good day. So Gord, thank you for your question. Uh, you know, you've got the hotline. If you ever want to call in again, you're always welcome. Can't wait to see you in Wisconsin, Kyle. And uh, we just want to make another point here. We got a bunch of other uh, questions, viewer questions. So moving on to the next one. All right. Well, listeners, we regret to inform you that there are some technical issues and unfortunately, uh, we are unable to play any of these uh, segments, any of these other reader questions. For some reason, we're only able to add Gorgs. So this will be worked out. We'll try and set it up so that next week uh, we can play these. But we've got a couple that were written in, yep. uh, sent to the DMs, as they say. So Mitch, take us away. What's the first question? First question here is, what are my allergies and when were they discovered? Um, I don't think we have enough time on the podcast to list all the allergies. Certainly not. So just want to start with... Peanut butter. I did a scratch test um, probably about three years ago. And they put a little scratch on your skin and they drop a little piece of the allergen. And if you get a hive, you're allergic to it. So typically they start with 24 and then they do 48. I had 96 done on me, and I was allergic to 95 of the 96. Um, food allergies, I am allergic to all nuts, peanuts, tree nuts. Legumes? Um, I guess, technically, but th- that's like anaphylaxis, so if I eat that, I die. Um, so if you're trying to kill me, feed me that. Um, I'm allergic to the protein in egg whites, so I'm not allergic to the whole egg. I can eat like baked goods with egg yolk in it, can't eat anything with like an egg wash bun. Um, eggs are sneaky and everything. So egg whites, um, all these were discovered at birth. Uh, I was, I, I actually probably shouldn't be alive to be completely honest with you. I'm allergic to every single type of tree there is. Uh, I'm allergic to dogs. I'm allergic to cats, uh, horses, like deathly allergic to fucking horses. Can't, can barely breathe. I also have asthma. Um, I don't know 
what the fuck happened to me in the womb, but I assume my mom was in boxing classes and drinking and smoking the entire time because I'm a fucking mess. So new sponsor alert Abuterol. Mitch's asthma. Albuterol. And that's talking asthma on uh, And Zyrtec. I gotta Zyrtec. take I gotta take Zyrtec and Claritin every day. So I double dose. Claritin D. Claritin D. Yeah. Um so that that's my allergies. Um they're fun. I I'm I'm over it at this point. I, I'm I'm able to adapt. I mean I had that corned beef sandwich, no special request on that. That was fine. Not a lot of eggs and bread, so safe from the sandwich. I'm not look, I'm not missing out on my carbs. So Certainly not. No, I've been carbo-loading for seven years. to eight years uh, in case I ever need to run a marathon in an emergency situation. My body has enough fuel storage to kind of run off of for days. Um, yeah, I'm not cutting back on anything. Not allergic to a lot of McDonald's. Not allergic to a lot of Culver's. Not allergic to a lot of Portillo's. Um, Even the eggs and the chocolate cake. I don't eat chocolate cake. So I'd, I've never actually had cake in my life. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's got eggs in it. Never had cake. I don't have cake on my birthday. Okay. Someone else picks the cake. And then I mean, an ice cream cake? I've had ice cream cake, yeah. But okay. that's not like a real cake. I, sometimes I prefer the ice cream cake. So I'm not a big breakfast guy. I don't eat breakfast because... Eggs. Eggs. Like, every, the omelets are great. Never had one, right? That's actually how I found out I was allergic to eggs. I had just egg whites at breakfast once and puked and shit my brain out for about nine hours. So... It's a good system reset. Um, was allergic to something at Oktoberfest in the beer. It's all like wheat beers. I don't know what, that's like a newer one, but uh, sharded in my later hosen. Thank God I was wearing underwear. Maybe I'm allergic to eggs too. Because I, uh, <laughs> I sharded in my later hosen. Remember I was getting up to shit every five minutes? No. So, okay, well I was sweating my ass off in that first beer tent and I was shitting every five minutes. And at that, one, at that one point, I was just shitting clear. Like, it was just coming out, like, clear mucusy stuff. Um, so I went for a little walk alone before I won that soccer ball, which was a sick kick, by the way. And I was waiting in line. It was a long line. You had to pay to get in the bathroom. And I thought I was letting a little air out to give me, like, some, you know, more comfort. And uh, I sharded. I shit my pants. But I was wearing underwear, took them off, wiped, threw those underwear out, and I was on my way. So new sponsor alert depends. 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 And later hosen. And later hosen. Um, but yeah, that that was me talking allergies. Um, the next question we have here is squids greasy eggs, which I can't speak to because I got no fucking clue if they're greasy or not. I've never. They're they're honestly impressively greasy. Um, he's either using like half a bottle of olive oil or a stick of butter for two eggs, and. I'm fine with it. Probably adds a lot of flavor. Where I had an issue was when he sent the flip and both yolks cracked. Yeah. That's just not. That was bad. That. that was a bad flip. Uh, just like don't send the video. Do it the next day. Do it the next day. Yeah. Or hide the crack better. Or make it an omelet at yeah. that point. Yeah. But do something. Um, but overall, I feel like there's a lot of hate for squids greasy eggs, which would be a great menu item name. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they would just sell out every morning. Two eggs flipped and cracked, and that's it. In one stick of butter. Yeah. It's all, that, it's all you need. Yeah. So, Squid, uh, send in the recipe. We'll talk about it. We'll debate it. And uh, let's see what we got. All right. We're back. We're back. Uh, next topic we have here, this is 
from one of the listeners is Skittles Delta 8 review. Mike, can you take us through your journey? Uh, where did you get the Skittles Delta 8? Where did you consume them? What happened pre, during, and post? Uh, well, it was Sunday. It was at Wicker Park Fest and then stopped in, in May uh, Tavern right there. It's really good. And wanted to get an Uber to go to Kirkwood. And in order to do that, I had to walk a few blocks north to get away from the fest. And popped into a little quickie mart. And sure enough, they had them. So my buddy Yip said, let's try these, Mikey. And we took them about an hour later, and only one, and tasted like the Skittle was actually fine. And then before long, I was... Wait, you only took one? I only took one. And then before long... I was devouring an entire personal large craft pizza. Shout out craft pizza, new sponsor alert. But it was remarkable. I couldn't stop eating. I could feel myself in pain in my stomach and I just kept putting down. This is probably what a couple people in Reader feel daily, but it was remarkable. And Monday morning was agony. Ugh. So zero out of ten and avoid them at all costs. How did you, how was your shits the next morning on Monday morning? Did you respond to that poll? I was five plus. I yeah. Five plus. It was I a hit bad four. day for me to get that poll. <laughs> I hit four. That's why I was, I was on number three and it was like 9 a.m. So that's my Delta. Eight. So Delta I think we shall try them. I would avoid them. I would, I would seriously avoid them. You're not going to be able to stop eating. You're like Frankenstein just eating. You're like, a, you are actually a zombie just crushing food. Maybe I accidentally had some Delta 8 Skittles like implanted me like eight years ago because I can't stop. And they're stuck. They're not digesting. No, they're just In fact, they're just feeding your appetite. They're just feeding my (laughs) appetite. Yeah. You cannot... Because we just put down a Kasha's sandwich and... Great. Well, Kasha's review, very good deli. Very Very good good deli. 8.6. Very good. If you're on the west side, Kasha's Deli, Chicago and Hoyne. uh, Great Polish spot. Also, phenomenal pierogies. I bought Mitch some pierogies to try it, but apparently there's eggs and pierogies, and so Mitch was not able to yeah. have any of them. So. Yep, never had one. Uh, don't think I'm missing out on much. I don't think the Polish cuisine's too exquisite. So The pierogi is such a delicacy. It's unbelievable. Yeah, that's fine. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I'm going to try some of these Delta 8. That sounds like a really fun time. Uh, okay. The next topic here is who texted Goose for Chinese food? That's a great question. So somebody from north or central Louisiana. Someone from north or central Louisiana. Better question is why did he exit out the number of messages? But that's up for debate. And wait, what do you mean he exited out the number of messages? It's, a, it's tough. It's tough to describe. But if you were to click on that photo, yeah, I'm looking at it. It's uh, exed out the number of photos. Or the number of messages that he's got pending. So he's got there it 10. is. Blocked out. No. No, that's just how you exit yeah. out of the screen. Yes, of course. <laughs> fucking idiot. Um, I don't know. Why don't we text the number? Hey, let's go get Chinese food this weekend. I also think it could be somebody that he hired to kill somebody back in right the day. Right down the Do you have the number visible? Yeah, the number is 318. All right, hold on. We'll call it from a burner. What's the number? 318. 318-479-1907. Here we go. Please state 
Do you have a guess for who this is? No. I hope they pick up and they just like sound like a Bayou creature. The Google subscriber you have called is not available. Mm. Please leave a message mm. after the tone. You know what? I think it was somebody he hired to kill off somebody. That seems like North and Central Louisiana vibes. Like Reggie Ledoux? Reggie Ledoux. Well... I guess the world may never know. It's Goose's Cajun Queen, that's what it is. Another great menu item. Goose's Cajun Queen. Goose stuffed pierogies with a little bit of uh, Louisiana hot sauce. All right, next topic. That was talking Goose. That's all the airtime he deserves. Does Richie Coleman have a flip phone? He has not responded in the group me at all. No response from Richie. Is there a concern about him showing up on the first tee? Absolutely not. No, he'll be there. Will he be drive up day of, or will he stay in one of the rooms? I don't know who's in communication with Richie Coleman, so I don't know. Um, I feel like he's like a Lake Geneva guy, though, somewhere. I feel like I always saw him up there, so maybe he's got, a, maybe he's got a place to stay. Um, I'm going to guess that... Let me see if he was included in these rooms. I mean, here's an, an, issue, uh, an issue, I think, for those who choose to drive up. Looks like Richie Coleman's staying in a room with John Ryan, Jack Casey, and Tyler Ramone. Wow. That's a That's fucking a murderer's room. row right there. Holy shit. Tyler's not going to fucking survive that. I mean, the Cressy trouble with the snoring is it is just devastating. Good luck getting any sleep before Ruger. No, that's at Grand Geneva Room 3. They're staying in the hotel together. That's what I'm saying. Good luck for those other three sleeping at all. Yeah. Oh, man. Any other good combo rooms? Uh, we got Dave Hess... Ralph, Venetti, Nick Brennan, and Andy Lang. Of course, Ralph and Nick are in the same room. Of course. Of course. course. Um, and then we got Mulek, uh, BK, Miller, Cole is staying Friday, and then Tim Colby staying Saturday night. Okay, well, Tim doing the drive up on the Saturday creates an issue because if, you know, for whatever reason there is... Traffic. Traffic, road trouble, flat tire, whatever. Car battery. Car battery. It does force your teammate... To tee off solo and go on a 1v2 scramble. Is Tim Colby staying in Elgin? He actually lives in St. Charles. Oh, wow. Okay. So um, Friday night he'll be staying in St. Charles, which I think is actually pretty close to Geneva. Probably under an hour. Hot, hot tip. Uh, Tim, make sure you just take Route 47 straight there. Take Route 47 through Huntley. It'll spit you out right on the south side of the lake. There you go. I was talking traffic. There you go, talking traffic. There is a train. Allow for a train because there's a freight train that goes through there in Huntley. So, Well, BK, you might be playing your first few holes solo should Tim be late. So time will tell. All right, next up, Mitch. Usually at this point in time in the RCL season, we have a conversation of where's your game at. Uh, obviously, you're not playing, so I'll just give a quick summary of my game. 89 at Medina, course one. That's pretty low. We're in the grint. It's your... First time ever breaking 80, 90. 90. Yeah, I haven't recorded a lot in the Grant over the last couple of years, but that's probably accurate for the last couple of years. Well, good for you, Mitch. Sounds electric. I'm actually playing Exmoor tomorrow with VK, so it should be exciting. Where's Exmoor? Exmoor is in Lake Forest, I believe. Ooh, interesting. Um, but two weeks ago, got out with Sam, Tommy, and Bergs. Best news is Sam's Achilles looks very elastic. So that's great. That's good. Uh, what was not great is I shot a 101. 
It's not good. Uh, but then played a golf tournament over the weekend, and Tom Kaz and I, as a two-man scramble, happened to fire seven birdies. So do you need Tom Kaz available to play good golf? I mean, Tom Kaz is a 22 handicap. The fact that we shot seven birdies was remarkable. So It's pretty good. It's pretty good. And that's talking current state of the game. Yeah, my current state of the game is it doesn't matter, so we don't need to talk about it. Um, we're going to move on to the other. I got a couple other DMs that we should probably sure. bring them out. Here. Bring them out. Uh, who gave Pease the hickeys? Was it McPlunge? Who's McPlunge? Who's McPlunge? I don't know who McPlunge is. McPlunge is, is we'll just call her McPlunge, but she is the girl that last, or whenever a year Pease moved in, he, of course, had bad plumbing. And it was not his fault, but it was the buildings. And since he had just moved in, he did not have a plunger. And so when she texted him, like, you up at 2 in the morning or what you doing? He said, yeah, come over, but oh, can you bring a plunger? And believe it or not, this girl brought the plunger. So she's McPlunge. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. I did not know that story. Imagine being the Uber driver and seeing a girl get in your car. With a plunger. Care. There's just no chance. Yeah. There's no chance. That's disgusting. That is disgusting. <laughs> so you used it and gave it back to her? I don't know. Maybe it was a housewarming. Was it like a... a used... Pl- I don't know. Was it like a shit-filled toilet that you needed the plunger for? That's pretty much all they're needed for. Yeah, I guess. Wow. So, um, I don't know. It could have been McPlunge. That's my guess. McPlunge. He could have also put the plunger to his neck. Which I would still credit to McPlunge. McPlunge. Yeah, that's true. Uh, the other question we had here, uh, we, uh, I hate this one, but this is, who's getting fat shamed this week? I want to clear the air here. We're not fat shaming anybody. Take it, take it away, Mitch. Clear the air. We're not fat shaming anybody on this show. This podcast is an equal opportunity show. Um, if anything, I fat shame myself. Referring to somebody as thick is not fat shaming. Um, not surprised that the viewer that posed this question in the group is upset about it, but... Quite sensitive. Quite sensitive, uh, as always. Um, I don't think he'll ever change from that. You know, if we fat shame or short shame people... Um, You've never done that. We No, if you think we have, you're probably the same person that, uh, you know, doesn't like the beautiful women on uh, Sports Illustrated uh, Swimsuit Edition magazine. You know, you think it should be more equal. Um, and you know what? I just want to say fuck you. And we would never do that. We are just simply talking about the state of people's bodies. It's not shaming. I mean, dude, it's observing. It's an I, observation. Yeah, it's an observation. Like an observation is, I don't like looking at myself in the mirror shirtless, right? If I could wear a swim shirt in the shower, I would, <laughs> right? Um, I tell myself that these fat nipples aren't because of my fat content in my body. I tell myself it's it's uh, it, it was from puberty, even though they just formed over the last seven years, right? You have a Delta Eight Skittle stuck in your stomach, and it's not your fault. No, it's not my it's fault. It's not your fault. It's not my fault. So, I'm not shaming myself. Um, you know what? I just, I, this, what a disgusting question. To even think we would shame the thick Daves. I mean, we're not shaming the thick Daves for being thick. We're just, they're just thicker, you know? I don't think we said like, oh, those fat, fat asses, those losers. Those words would never come out on this never, podcast. Never. And we would never say that about the short people, the, um, the people who are looked down upon, not actually, you know, just, I'm saying for the average height of Reuter is pretty tall. I'm not in the average height size, but uh, I'm definitely in the shorter category. Is it pretty tall? 
I think, well, you got you, Clark's tall, Tommy Brenner's tall, BK's tall, Lang's tall. Um, you know, Tyler Ramone should probably be in the category for shortest person in Ritter. Wow. Worst dad and shortest, same year? Yeah. Award season. Yeah, he's just, he's kind of shrunk. Usually, you know, you get the dad strength. He kind of shrunk. But, uh, again, we don't body shame people. I don't care how you look. Um, is Tyler back from Europe? He is, allegedly. But, will you he know, make it back for the, in time for the first tee, or will he still be in Vienna? Uh, he might still be in Vienna. Oh, I don't know. He, he's in Bordeaux. Mm. So, um, so he's left Vienna. He, he has left Vienna, <laughs> confirmed. He had some passport issues in London. Not shocking that he wasn't on top of that. I mean, the guy's just a fucking mess. But, um, yeah, to go back to the original point, we don't fat shame. We would never do that. That's not uh, what this podcast is about. No. All right, thank you. Now our next topic. Thank you for the submissions. Yeah, next topic we got here, uh, strictly golf-related. Um, what about an entire redraft? Well, that would... Well, there's two ways you could look at this. Number one is actually doing an entire redraft. And if you were to do a redraft, I think it would be a little more exciting if it was into three teams instead of two. Okay, so we're going to... We have three questions around this, so let's just put, pose them all together. Okay, well, number one, I don't think... I mean, look, look, there's two scenarios this year for Ritter, right? USA wins, Europe wins. If Europe wins, I think there could be momentum for an entire redraft because people would be like, all right, let's move on. Yeah. But when USA wins, I think people are going to say, why would we do a redraft? We just won. We clearly are showing that we are the new now... New leadership. Exactly. New, the new dominant gone. team. Yeah. And, you know, Europe won twice, then we won twice, then Europe won three times, now we're about to win three times. I think that would be the mentality, so I don't think... Very wishful thinking, but yeah. I don't think a redraft is even in consideration should and when USA wins this year. Now, if the impossible happens and USA does not win, then I think you're really looking at uh, a push for a redraft, and I think it might be bipartisan. I think it would be bipartisan, too. I think that... A redraft might be in order. I think this goes to one of the other questions here and one of the other topics is in order for a redraft to happen, I think we need updated handicaps from everyone moving forward. Uh, I think we kind of need a, a little bit more balance between the teams. I think it's pretty fair uh, if you look at everybody's handicaps on Grint, but I think we need a total – I am in support of a redraft regardless of the outcome this year. Spice it up. But I only want to redraft if we're moving to a three-team format. I think a three-team format would build more camaraderie, going back to Gorg's phone-in call. Um, I think we could have a lot more fun with the weekend if we had three separate teams out there. Uh, I, I think that you would have to get everyone's handicap in place, make it a little more fair, do some other styles instead of just a scramble, right, where you're actually using uh, people's handicap coming to play. Um, well, Denver doubles with yeah, strokes. yeah. Uh, you could send people out there in like single matches in three uh, foursomes or threesomes, whatever you want to fucking do, uh, and and they can all be handicapped off each other, right? For for the entire course. So I actually am in support of a redraft. I think that Reader needs a facelift. I think I I used to be on the we need to get away from or we need to not get away from Lake Geneva, but now I'm in support of leaving Lake Geneva. Uh, I don't know if that's going to happen next year or the year after, but I think that there's so many other great courses and great stand play options that we could kind of utilize 
And if you're going to do that, why not rebrand the whole thing? I just did a stay and play in Indiana. It was $500, three nights, unlimited golf. Pretty good. So it was a three-day tournament. First day was a practice round, but obviously there's still some good action going on in that match. And it was a ton of fun. You could go. I'm I'm always a fan of Michigan, too, because you get the Eastern, Eastern time zone. You dip over there, you play golf, um, right at the little southern border, you get like 9.30 p.m. Daylight. Daylight. So uh, could be a fun fun way to change it up. And then we got Ruder Cabo, which is confirmed. Uh, we, don't confirmed. Have the, we don't have the course yet, but it's confirmed. Now, another nice thing about the three-team format is because of some people's inability to lock down that second Saturday every year, which we know, as a three-team format, you could – have rotating captains, and then that way there'd be a draft each year. So maybe some 90 days or 30 days, probably 60 to 90 days before the tournaments, you would have all of the confirmed players. So you have the player pool yeah. of everyone that's available, and then the three captains would do their selection. Uh, no need for the captains to be the best player. We will, as- we will not be adding a third RCL host, though. Wow. Yeah, no, that wow. is that's out of bounds. We will not be doing that. So, well, we'll well, it's, we'll talk to the we'll talk. talk to the board. But you could rotate captains. You could have one year it could be the lowest handicap guys be the captains. The next year it could be the highest handicap guys be the captains. There's a lot of different uh, variety that you could incorporate with three teams and a, a player pool. Yep. Rather than uh, the current two team format, you could also have a buy in. So, yeah, that's that's actually the next topic here is should we add a buy-in for a betting aspect? I know we get like a little bit of side action going, but should we have a buy-in pot so it's worth a little more? Um, I know a couple like beginning years, it was like, you know, if you were betting against the other team was supposed to pick up the tab at Chuck's. Team USA never did that. Uh, so how do you hold people accountable from that aspect? Do we have a buy-in first? I think you should have a buy-in. But I think it's easier to do a buy-in with three teams than two. Yeah. Well, and then if it's a three-team buy-in, you're... Winning team takes all. Yeah. So our team won, and it was three teams of four. And each player to play in the tournament had to put in 250. So it was uh, winning team take all. Each player got 500 bucks. It was great. Yeah. Paid, Paid for the golf weekend. But that's what you get for playing in Indiana. Right. Cheap golf, cheap beers. Uh, six Miller Lights is 24 bucks. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. But, it, you know, I think – I wish we could do some sort of, like, live betting aspect to it, too. I have a gambling addiction. I just want to voice that here. Um, DraftKings and I are in talks. We'll see what <laughs> I we am do. a DraftKings guy, so that's great news. Um, actually, I'm going to open up my uh, DraftKings account right now and see how much money I have in here. I only have one pending bet in DraftKings, and it's Bears over seven and a half wins. I might bet that right now. I think, I think it's free money. I also love the. Bears. I bet I bet the Vikings to win the North. I don't hate that. I don't hate that. Aaron Rodgers is a loser, but I really like the Bears Week One plus uh, plus six and a half. I think you could take a money line and really spice it up. I think the Bears are going to be eight and nine. I think they could. That's over seven and a half. There we go. We don't know a lot about this team. They're young, but that officially puts the Bears. In the hunt. At home on September 11th, like... Which is the day of the date for detection. 9-11. Well, it's also 9-11, too. That's correct. But I was thinking it's the Ramon Foundation volleyball outing. Ooh, I'll be in Europe. 
I'll be in Belgium and on my way to uh, the south of Spain. For what? Vacation. You go sit on a fucking beach in Spain for a little bit. Where are you going, like San Sebastian? Uh, San Sebastian's in the north of Spain. Okay. Um, so I'm going to the south end, so a little bit towards... Uh, I'm flying into Madrid, and then we're going to fly to, uh, like, Malaga, and then work our way east a little bit. There's a whole coast over there. Um, it's called the Costa del Sol. And keep a little heat wave going. Hopefully I get a little late summer action, middle of September down there, so... I'll be streaming Bears money line over the 49ers from some random resort town. Speaking of Spain, I just watched a Nick Cage movie called The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talents and takes place in Spain. Phenomenally, uh, it's just a great movie. Well, Nick Cage is in it. It's so, he plays himself. He's Nick Cage playing Nick Cage. God, it's it's, great. it's just so good. Okay, final topic. Uh, the fi- that is the final topic. So the final topic. The final, just, the final uh, write-in topic. Oh, the final write-in topic was the. Uh, does everyone need a handicap moving forward? Yeah, I don't know why we wouldn't. Uh, I mean, the handicaps only matter if you are actually doing a redraft. Because otherwise, if, this, if the current style stay the same in a scramble, handicap wouldn't matter. I just think the way like when when this was all. Drafted eight years ago. Shout out Lingle or not Lingle uh, Fagan being Dankel's first pick. Yeah, I just think if you if you could have looked back in time and seen what was going to come of it, you would have probably drafted a couple people differently. I don't like the idea of trades, but I like the idea of an entire redraft. Build some more. Uh, I'm only team. Re- I mean, I don't think we do a redraft. I think we. Keep it as is, and should USA not win, then I think we move to a three-team format. I also noticed that your apartment door is not red, so our SIGAP brothers not allowed or welcome here? That's a good question. I might have to uh, repaint it. Yeah, you better. Which you'll see on the RCL season finale, which will be our next episode. Uh, We also have, we're in talks with McParland uh, for the Mia McParland match. Um, hopefully it'll Oh, that's be, what the people... I mean, what does that happen? Hopefully it'll be next Friday. I'm waiting to finalize my work schedule for next week. Um, but next Friday I might be able to work if we can get out there early enough. I have a very busy social calendar Friday evening. So, um, but if, if we can get out there, like maybe... He's available to play tomorrow. 9 a.m. I'm not. I got meetings. I got work to do. I know he doesn't really do much, so... Um, I will be in Savannah next weekend. Otherwise, I would love to been the videographer great well we'll have to we'll ask the admin and try and get like the twitter update we'll keep live live scoring available um but yeah that match will happen and then uh and then in the finale per usual gotta hope gotta hope mcparland doesn't get injured during that round by the way it'll be fine we'll have the uh matchup match by match prediction episode uh, to send you on your way into Lake Geneva. That'll be released probably Thursday morning of uh, Rudder Week. So we'll be in the studio a week from next Tuesday. Please submit any questions you have, anything you need to know the answer to. Uh, and in the meantime, if anyone figures out where McParlin got those marks on his neck from, please uh, let us know. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. RCL out.